Jubilee listeners, you have tuned in to the Lamb's Ministry Broadcast with your hosts, Evangelist Larry and Cheryl Davidson Sr. Praise God, everybody. Father, we thank you for this time of sharing today. We ask, oh God, that you speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, speak to our souls, build us up, make us strong. In Jesus' name, we pray and give thanks. Amen. Last week, we observed three facts about faith. The face value of faith never falls. The stock market falls, but not the face value of faith. Faith furnishes the testimonial blessing of the Father. My brothers and my sisters, when God testifies on your behalf, you will be blessed. And the foundation of faith is forever fixed in the dwelling place of the Father. It will never be undone. And then through examination of the word substance and evidence, as found in Hebrews 11 and 1, which states, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We deducted that faith is the proof of what has already occurred. Faith is the confirmation of what has already transpired. Faith is that which gives us the sight to see the invisible. Now, before we go any further, let's talk about how we start with faith to begin with. What is our introduction into faith, into our existence? Hebrews 10 and 38 tells us, now the just shall live by faith. So, first of all, what is this faith the just shall live by? Our English New Testament word faith in this context comes from the Greek New Testament word pistis, pronounced P-E-E-S-T-E-E-S, pistis. In brief, it has such meanings as persuasion in or conviction of moral truth, a firm belief in the truthfulness of God or religious truth particularly reliance upon Christ for salvation, the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, a strong, unwavering conviction that Jesus is the Messiah, through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. This faith is persuasion, moral conviction of the truthfulness of God, assurance, belief of the truth of the gospel. This faith comes from God. It is a gift from God. It is God's divine persuasion. It is produced by God in us. Romans 12 and 3 tells us, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. 
Faith comes from God and he generates it in us. Ephesians 2.89 tells us, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith comes from God. The disciples said to Jesus in Luke 17 and 5, Lord, increase our faith. In summary, faith is a persuasion from God that we receive as he grants it. It is a working faith, a growing faith that God continually rebirthed in us as the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. As the father who said to Jesus, who had the son with the dumb spirit in Mark 9, Lord, I believe Help thou mine unbelief. Faith is always received from God and never generated by us. Faith is God's warranty, certifying that he will do as he said he will do. Now, what or who are the just? The just are those whom God has rendered or declared righteous. This justification is God's declaring those who receive Christ to be righteous based on Christ's righteousness imputed or passed on or deposited into the accounts of those who receive Christ as Savior. This truth of justification is clarified in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, which states, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. This truth of justification is clarified in Acts chapter 13 verses 38 and 39. Upon Paul's arrival to Antioch in Pisidia, and beginning teaching in the synagogue, he gave them the history of how God chose their fathers and brought them out of Egypt, suffered their behavior for 40 years in the wilderness, gave them the land of Canaan, gave them judges, prophets, and gave them King David, of whose seed, David's seed, God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a savior, Jesus. Then Paul said to them, verse 38 and 39, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Through this man who died and rose again is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, all that believe are justified, render righteous, Declare righteous, free from all things 
that is your sins, though many and great, from which you could not be justified, from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. There were roughly 14 to 1600 years between Moses receiving the law and the coming of Jesus. So the law was deeply entrenched and the only right way of life in Jewish society. It prescribes sacrifices to atone for sin and to maintain peace with God. It contained means of purification. Then comes Paul telling them those things did not and do not justify you. Those things did not and do not render you righteous, declare you righteous, cleanse you and free you from all the guilt and stain of your sin. Those things did not and do not satisfy God's justice for your offense against him or heal your wounded conscience. Why? Because as stated in Hebrews 10 and 4, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. But be it known that through Jesus is the forgiveness of sin. And by him, all that believe in him and none else are justified, rendered righteous, declared righteous, cleansed and freed from all the guilt and stain of their sin. That is how we start with faith. That is our introduction into faith. We start with faith by being justified because when we are justified, we are acquitted from all our guilt with nothing left to be charged against us. And we are accepted as righteous in God's sight. The only way to start with faith is to believe on Jesus, the one through whom is the forgiveness and cleansing of sin. The only one through whom we can be declared righteous before God. My brothers and my sisters, my friends, if you have not yet been declared righteous before God, if you have not yet been acquitted of all of your sin, acquitted of all of your guilt, why don't you come to the one? Why don't you come to Jesus the Christ? The only one who can have you stand righteous before God because of what he did up on Calvary's cross. Because he shed his blood up on Calvary's cross. Because he died up on Calvary's cross. Because he was raised from the dead with God's approval of his sacrifice of his life that he made for us. He can cause it that you stand righteous before God, cleansed of your sin and your guilt. Hallelujah. Why don't you come to him today? 
If you have not been cleansed of your guilt and your sin, pray this little prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner lost in sin and need to be saved. I need to be accepted as righteous in God's sight. So right now, once and for all, I trust you to save me. Come into my heart, forgive my sin, and save my soul. I now give you my life, and I will live for you as you give me strength. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Lamb's Ministry broadcast with your hosts, Evangelist Larry and Cheryl Davidson Sr. To contact the hosts, call them at 314-339-7408. That's 314-339-7408. Or by email at lamb at lambsministry.org. That's lamb at lambsministries.org. You're also invited to visit the website lambsministries.org to get more information about the ministries. Until the same time next week, always remember, holy is the land.